Happy Friday, my friends. Hey, this week we've been talking about integrity. As Christians, our faith journey is one in which we seek to be more and more like Christ. In doing so, we are actually called to live with integrity. We are told and shown that God rewards integrity. Today, I wanted to look at some of the biblical references that point us to a life lived with integrity. So sit back and have a listen as we dive in. Welcome to the Gracefield Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever, but never really feel good enough, no matter how much outward success you achieve? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, Christian life coach, and Jesus lover. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement, but no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by grace. This faith-led podcast will teach you self-care routines and practical leadership strategies to help you navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to stop people-pleasing and start living and leading God's way, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers and roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. The gospel actually tells us to demonstrate integrity in that we should do everything as if we are doing it for the Lord. In the book of Colossians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul is outlining how we should live as believers, with our focus being on Christ. In chapter 3, verses 23 to 24, he says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. I have to tell you a little story about that passage and what it meant to me early in my leadership journey. When I was a fairly new manager, I was essentially still functioning as a full-time therapist as well as a full-time manager. Now, you have heard me share a number of times and in a number of ways the degree to which I have been a people-pleaser most of my life. Well, my people-pleasing nature was on steroids in my early manager years. I was drowning trying to do all of my roles well. I had been a peer, and now I desperately wanted to be seen by my team as a good manager. I wanted to be the best therapist to my patients. I was working so hard to measure up to what I thought everyone expected of me, and I was experiencing a lot of anxiety, almost constant anxiety. One day, I don't remember the exact circumstances, but I came across the scripture I just referenced in Colossians. It was like I was reading it for the first time. It provided a great relief to me. Its application to my life then and now was that 
I did need to do my best and work with a heart of integrity, but I did not have to work so hard to try to win the approval of humans. I only have a master of one. I am to do everything I do with all of my heart because it is the Lord I am serving. And here's the best part. I'm not doing it to win his approval. He already loves me. I am doing it because of the love he has for me and the promises that come from a life lived focusing on him. Some months after that revelation, I had a lovely student physical therapist that I was mentoring. She has such a beautiful heart, and it was evident to me that she was a young woman of faith, but I could also see that she was struggling with self-doubt and was fearful of making mistakes. One day I shared with her my own struggles with that and how this piece of scripture became a lifeline for me. I would repeat it to myself when I was getting pulled into self-criticism and people-pleasing. And it was such a great reminder to me. She seemed truly grateful that I had shared that with her. And at the end of her internship, she was such a sweetheart. She gave me a framed picture of that piece of scripture. It was probably 10 years ago at least, and I still have it in my office. I look at it every day as a reminder. It is a reminder to me to live and to lead with integrity. And it is a reminder of the unexpected opportunities we get to share the gospel. That student is now a successful therapist, a wife, a mommy, and a Jesus lover. What an honor and a privilege it was to be a part of her story. There are so many great stories in the Bible of people who demonstrate great integrity throughout extremely difficult circumstances because of their trust in God. Look at Joseph. He was a picture of integrity. He went through some really rough stuff, but remained trustworthy and incorruptible. His brothers hated him and even plotted to kill him. And then, failing to do that, they sold him into slavery. When he was given charge over the house of Potiphar, the captain captain of Pharaoh's guard, Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him, but he refused her because of his loyalty to Potiphar in not wanting to violate his trust. She then lied and accused him of the impropriety, which resulted in him being imprisoned. Through all of these trials, the Lord was with him. He made him the overseer of the prison and later interpreter of Pharaoh's dreams, which led to Joseph becoming ruler over Egypt. During his reign, there was a famine, but he had directed that food be stored up in prior years of plenty so that there was adequate food for his people during the famine. At that time, his brothers who had sold him into slavery, remember, came to Egypt for food. They didn't recognize him, and they bowed down to him because he was the ruler. For all of the hateful things they had done to him, he could have retaliated and refused them food. But instead, he told them he was their brother and that he forgave them. 
Again, he did what was right and good in the eyes of the Lord. It was through Joseph that the Lord preserved the Israelites and provided a place for them to flourish. The integrity Joseph showed throughout his life and struggles brought him favor from the Lord. He was set apart. Let's look at another story of integrity, though often referenced as an example of great patience. Job. Now there's a guy that easily could have thrown in the towel a number of times. He was tested and tempted by Satan at every level. God pointed to him as someone who would remain faithful no matter what Satan threw at him. So he was essentially the battlefield between good and evil. Satan was determined to prove that no man would remain faithful to God when all of the blessings he enjoyed were stripped away. He set out to prove that man served God only out of selfish gain, and if the gain was removed and hardships ensued, man would surely renounce God. But Job goes down in history as being a vessel through which God proved Satan wrong in a big way. Job endured tremendous trials, the loss of his wealth, the loss of his children, terrible physical agony, and accusations of treachery by his friends. In spite of all of this, Job, being of profound faith and personal integrity, held on to his faith in God. In so doing, God blessed him more than ever. God finally restored to Job twice the wealth that had been taken away from him, and his reputation was restored to greater than it was even before. True integrity is not just a set of actions. It is a righteousness of heart and mind. The Bible also instructs us on spiritual integrity. We're warned to not be boastful in our righteousness. So a partner to integrity is humility. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, Jesus says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. So being generous, gracious, and of great integrity is not for the sake of self-promotion. We all probably know someone who can't seem to give a gift without seeking acknowledgement or has to tell the world about doing something nice for someone else. Most of us have probably succumbed to that desire of the flesh a time or two ourselves. 
we really struggle to not want to take credit for our own good works. But be careful. That is a very, very slippery slope. Remember, as C.S. Lewis said, integrity is doing the right thing even when no one is watching. That's all on this beautiful Grace and Faith-Filled Friday, my friends. I pray you have a wonderful weekend filled with God's rest, and I'll be back on Monday with another episode. Friends, if you're struggling to make that journey from a head knowledge to a heart knowledge of who you are in Christ, if you're struggling to know that you are worthy of the gift of grace and love that God has for you, if you need a partner on that journey, I'd love for you to reach out to see if Christian Life Coaching is for you. Go to gracefilledleader.com slash coaching. Again, that's gracefilledleader.com forward slash coaching. May God bless you, my friends. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.